Welcome back, everyone, to episode 69 of the Minot Business Podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, and on the show today, we have Rory Selk. It's good to have you on the show, Rory. I appreciate the invitation. Before we get started, if you have not already, please rate and review the show. It only takes five seconds to leave us a rating and a review, and it really helps spread the word to new audiences and attract new guests for you guys each week. Rory, all right, great to have you on the show. As always, we're going to dive right into it. For the people that don't know who you are, what you do, what's your thing? I'm the bowling alley guy. There you Uh, go. That's what they call me at the school when I go see the kids. Um, So my family runs the bowling alley, uh, runs North Hill Bowl, has forever, and um, I just fell into those shoes. It's a family business and uh, I work for my mother and my uncle and I do everything. I do anything from office work. I run the pro shop, work the front desk, book work, yeah. uh, whatever needs to be done. Um, I, I do it. Mechanic work. I just, I do everything at the bowling alley. Okay. Uh, my Facebook page says that guy at North Hill Bowl. I was so. just going to say when I was doing some research <laughs> for the show, I was creeping a little bit. And it says that guy. Yeah. At North Hill Bowl. So yeah, whatever needs to be done. Uh, the cool part about the family business dynamic is, um, I can do everything, you know, and yeah. I've trained to do everything. And, and one day then I'll forever, I guess I'll be doing everything at North Hibble. So, yeah. and the lucky strike lounge as well. I help out in there just a little bit. Um, I don't bartend or anything like that, but if they need something done there again, it's a family business. Yeah. I just help take care of that as well. Okay. So that was actually going to be one of my questions is the, partnership between the two is the lucky strike a part of north hill bowl or is so it yes so so we are one uh corporation yeah but we are two separate businesses so uh the lucky strike and north hill bowl are separate as far as businesses go as well as the cheesesteak factory so there used to be three separate businesses now uh that we ran now we just run the two and then we lease out the space for the cheesesteak factory okay but you guys are the managing managing interest of Lucky strike. Correct. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, let's have a little bit of a history, an origin yeah. story. 1957, I think you yep. said when we 1957, were we started. Uh, so where North Hill Bowl sits now, there was a uh, dairy farm. Uh, my grandpa was a farmer for pretty much from here to Botno, okay. uh, quarters of land all the way up there, up and down. Um, and he farmed for a long time. And then he was a, there was another bowling center where Hardy's is on South Hill called Chateau Lanes. Um, and the Alley Cat Lounge. And he was a partner in that uh, for years. And uh, he decided that North Hill needed a uh, bowling alley. So he built a bar and a bowling center on North Hill, uh, 16 lanes to start, and then um, hoping that Minot would grow to the north. Everybody thought he was crazy yeah, because uh, there's nothing up there. It was a two-lane highway. Um, and then the base comes into play, um, and now he looks like a genius. Yeah, um, not, not that North Hill is blowing up by no, no means, but... but uh, yeah, so we started as a 16-lane center uh, with a bar, a little restaurant, and then as we grew and as business picked up, um, we did go to eight more lanes. So we went to 24, then we went to 32, and then in 1987, my grandparents lived in Green Acres. Yep. They decided that, why are we driving from South Hill when um, they were going to close Chateau Lanes and the Alicat Lounge on the south end of town? He said, why are we going to live on the south end of town when we work on the north end of town? So yeah. they sold their house, they closed uh, Chateau Lanes. And they built a apartment on top of North Hill Bowl and put lanes one through eight in. And then we extended the bar at the same time. Okay. So how many lanes are there now? Uh, there's a 40 lane center. 40 lane. Okay. Yep. And there's also the, so I suppose you guys probably run the simulator too. Uh, correct. So the, that part of the lucky strike. So we okay. have, yeah. So we're a 40 lane center with arcade, uh, which is a new addition, um, which yep. we can talk about. And then um, yeah, with the golf simulator above the lounge as well, which is uh, another good addition that we did quite a few years ago. We've been upgrading it about every three, four years. Okay. Um, because as of now, you probably know there's a few simulators in town, so you <laughs> yeah. got to stay current with the 
uh, technology. Okay, cool. So then uh, when did the, the, so it started with the bowling alley. When did the lucky strike come into play? Was that right away? Uh, so it wasn't the lucky strike. Um, it's gone through a few names, but it's always been a part of the company. Um, it was pretty early on in it. And then it was the El Greco lounge. Um, so my uncle, Greg Demakis, um, who's the president of North Hibble Inc. He is, uh, he would manage the bar, I guess. Um, okay. They had the El Greco and then it turned from the El Greco into the Lucky Strike Lounge. Uh, just during one of the times where like, like a upgrade to the bar, um, needed to be done. So they, they rebranded as well. Yeah. Where did El Greco come from? I don't even, he's, so he's Greek. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if you go, if you see the bowling alley, you drive by, you'll see the the Greek pillars on top. Okay. Uh, that was a little touch that he put in to kind of put his roots into the building. Okay. Gotcha. So we, we know the uh, correlation there. When did Rory come into the business? Uh, so I worked there. So I am 38. I was born in 85. Uh, I worked there middle school, high school, college started off as a, uh, as terrible as it sounds when I say it out loud as a DJ Friday and Saturday okay. nights. Uh, playing what was music. Your DJ name? Uh, just I, we didn't even talk. All we did is play music. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was just there. Uh, we were taking requests, um, playing. We had you know you request CD number one fifty three, track four. I yep. would play it. Um, it was a pretty simple gig Friday and Saturday nights, um, but it was you know something to do to make a little extra money, help the family out, and then um, that was like middle school. And yep. then high school, I started doing a lot more. Um, went to mechanic school, learned how to fix machines, and then uh, work front desk stuff like that. And then uh, I went to college for a, a whopping year and a half. Yeah. I uh, changed my major five times in three semesters. I <laughs> uh, was lost in life. Um, so I, uh, we actually, I quit or I finished my third semester of college. I didn't quit. Yep. Um, and Postponed. then I moved all the way to the geographical center, North America, yep. uh, rugby, North Dakota. I uh, got a job over there. Um, my in-laws had a dairy farm over there. So I went and helped out with that, worked in town. Uh, we were gone about two years, moved back to Minot. And I got a job working for Shields. Okay. Uh, while working for Shields, which is a great place to work, my uh, um, grandpa needed a little help. So I worked on Tuesdays and Sundays at the bowling alley while working full-time at Shields. This was pre-kids. Mm -hmm. So I had all the free time in the world. Yep. Uh, I'd make a little extra money. So then um, about 14 years ago, my grandpa got sick uh, with cancer. And he had asked, he's like, hey, your mom's not going to do this forever. Uh, we want to keep it in the family for sure. Would you be interested in, in a full-time job again? Okay. And uh, I quit Shields the next day. I gave him about a three-month notice because yep. uh, it was summertime and the th summers are a little bit slower. So I gave him a three-month notice and uh, I've been back ever since. Um, so I went to ball drilling school. My daughter was three days old. That's a um, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's like a, like a trade, okay. uh, like a weekend class. Yeah. Um, my daughter was three days old. I uh, took her to Red Wing, Minnesota, went to a ball drilling school, um, and then came home and just started working immediately after that. And I guess now that that daughter who's now 14 works for us. Yeah. Uh, so it was a pretty cool deal. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. I, I love what I do. It's not going to work. It's just going to the bowling alley and getting yeah. paid, you know? So bowling then obviously grew up as probably in the family business the whole time you're growing up. Did you always like bowling or like, are you a yeah. bowler yourself? Uh, yeah. So I bowl, I bowl now uh, a lot less than I used to, but, but growing up, yeah, as kids, we bowled on Thursdays, we bowled on Saturday mornings, um, bowled for fun. Uh, every birthday party we had was at the bowling alley. Yep. Um, and yeah, so growing up as a bowler, um, we bowled a lot of youth events, stuff like that traveled around. There was a travel team that I was on. Uh, but yeah. And then as I got older, uh, once I started having kids, it became less of a priority. I was bowling four nights a week at one point okay. in league. And then it became less a priority when I had kids. Uh, so now I bowl Wednesday nights, one night a week. I bowl with my in-laws. Uh, we bowl in a mixed league. It's fun. 
Uh, it's a just for cocktails league. Everybody's there to have a good time. And if you bowl good, it's a bonus. Yeah. What is your best bowling score you've ever? Uh, so I've shot 300 a few times. Okay. Um, I was going to say. When I, there again, when when I bowled uh, four nights a week, I practiced, I cared. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, I took it very serious. Uh, there was money to be made. Yeah. So uh, I bowled a lot better then. Yeah. Now I bowl once a week. I I throw a, you know, a bowling ball that's a year old, which is for a pro shop guy. There, there's guys that roll into town for tournaments that bring 12, 15 bowling balls. Really? I show up for league on Wednesday nights. I bring one bowling ball. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, so do they show up like with a suitcase? Yeah. And just they like them? six. Yeah. A lot of them carry like, uh, there's a six ball bag and then they carry separate three ball. Um, so they'll make three, four trips. Oh man. Yeah. And they all do something different. Uh, so these guys that, that do the events that we have, we have a tournament coming up in January called the Morris Anderson Memorial, which was named after my grandpa. Okay. Uh, It's like 4,000 bucks for first place. Okay. Plus all the side betting, there's like brackets and side pots. Um, you know, somebody can go home with, you know, $7,000, $8,000 cash, uh, for two days of bowling. So pretty sweet weekend. Yeah. So do the different balls, like one's for spin, one's for speed? Correct. Yeah. So so in the bowling ball world, there's uh, there's a spare ball, which would be the equivalent like of a house ball. Okay. Goes straight as an arrow. Yep. And then there's um, different cover stocks, different weight blocks in bowling balls. They all do something different. So okay. I mean, they range from 100 bucks to 250 Yeah. Um, so obviously the higher end balls are hook more, stuff like that. But these guys that bowl a lot also need balls that don't hook a lot. Yeah. Um, so they bring 12 balls or 15 balls, whatever, and they know what they do. Um, which makes them good. So you can, yeah. you can, instead of moving a whole bunch, you can just change bowling balls. Okay. It, it's, I, I, I compare to say, the golf yeah. course. I suppose different clubs. Yep, exactly. Right. So you sure I could go play a, a round of golf with a seven iron. Yeah. It's not going to be a lot of fun. Um, And when I need to hit the ball 300 yards, I'm not hitting it with a seven yeah. iron. So I'm going to say that's why I can't ever like break 150. So I that's need, right. Well, I need that, house ball, that house ball is no good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and miss, you can grab 10 house balls and they're still going to be no good. <laughs> yeah. I missed a good opportunity uh, to wear a shirt on the show. I have a Pete Weber shirt. Oh, nice. That says, who do you think you are? I, I am. You do it. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. And I totally, I didn't even think about it until now, but my dad got it for me for Christmas. So I will tell you, I did uh, change shirts before I came. Uh, I had a bowling shirt on cause I bowl tonight. Okay. And, and, uh, bowling fashion is worse than golf. Um, if you, if you come to an event or you turn on the TV and watch bowling, uh, bowling shirts are awful looking. They're, they're terrible. They're ugly. They're bright They're which is what I wear. Um, and I, I had it on all morning and I went home and I've changed. It's like like if John Daly got a hold of exactly, exactly. Or worse. It's worse. That's awesome. So, um, Talking a little bit about you, you've been there now 14 years. Did yep, you say? But yeah, back 14 years full time. I've yes. been there like 22 years total. Okay. Um, between before I moved, uh, whatever. But yeah, 22 years total, but but 14 years on this run. So what transitions have you seen and changes in the industry and technology and the way you're running the business on a day to day? So yeah, we actually just did a giant scoring upgrade, uh, which is the second one we've done since I've been there. Um computers have taken over the world. Obviously we're doing a podcast. that's going to not only, it doesn't play on the radio, right? It's, yep. it's streaming. Um, but we just put a new scoring system called sync, which is a, uh, cloud-based system, um, which is new to what we have. We've always had computer systems, but it's all just tied together. Nothing's over the internet upgrades. They send you a flash drive or a CD. You have to download the upgrade. We're now, um, everything is cloud-based. Okay. So, so when I first came back, we did the first one, it was called Vector Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big upgrade from what we had previous. Uh, and then we went from that to this new sync. Uh, and there, the, the technology is just, it's crazy. And the animations and the video and yeah. um, everything is just clear and better and brighter. Um, and then even like the lanes, we started off with wood lanes and then we had a, a 
a material that we put over the top of the lens called Guardian, which was like a sticky plastic material that went over the top. Yeah. And then we replace that now with synthetic lanes. Okay. Um, synthetic lanes don't have to be sanded. They don't have to be adjusted. Um, they, they just levelness is all that matters. So you can shim them with like paper and playing cards. Um, and that technology has changed as well. It's just, you use less oil. It's more consistent. Um, they don't damage. You don't have to sand them. It's, it's a, it's an amazing thing that lasts for a long time. I suppose when both back in the day, all of them are just woodlands. Correct. Yeah. And, and I do a, another little uh, thing cause I don't have uh, enough free time. I do a, a mobile pro shop as well. Okay. So I take a trailer with, um, I take 50, 60 bowling balls, pairs of shoes. Um, I take a bunch of accessories and I go to like, well, Harvey just previously burned down, but I, I would, I'd go to Harvey. I'd go up to can do, I go to Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go all the way down to Bowman. Um, and I would set up in these small town centers but I'm bringing bowling balls that are designed to hook at North Hill Bowl on synthetic lanes with a lot of oil. Yeah. And these guys are bowling on old wood lanes. Yeah. Um, not a lot of oil, old oiling machines. It's like we so, got grass lanes here. Yeah, exactly. Ball for that. Yeah. They're like, oh, we oil once a week. I'm like, wow, we oil daily. Like, yeah. that's crazy. And um, but anyway, it's it it's it it opened my eyes when I started doing that to see the advances that we have made over the last, you know, let's say 30 years, yeah, where these centers have not made any of those advancements. Um, they're still there, there's still centers that they keep score by hand. Oh man! Um, there's a projector screen on the wall. You uh, you fill out a um, oh I'm trying to think of the word where the, the clear piece of paper with your name on it. Oh yeah, and you fill it out and it projects it onto the ceiling. Um, people are still using that technology. Oh man! Uh, and and it's crazy to me to think that that's the case. But when you're running a six lane center in a small town, you're not you're not yeah you're not bringing in tens of thousands of dollars on a weekend, you're bringing in hundreds of dollars a week. Yeah. Um, and all this stuff costs money because it's technology. So I, I understand why they can't upgrade all the time. Have you seen the, uh, when I was playing hockey in Canada, they had a bowling alley. I want to say it was like five pin and yep. they had tiny balls. Yep. Yeah. It's like a size of a softball. Yeah. That is incredibly. Right. And you get different. three shots per frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so when I was 18, uh, we used to go to Manitoba Okay. to go five pin bowling. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you could drink in Canada, which yeah. is a bonus. But yeah, so we'd go up to Manitoba and we'd go, used to go five pin bowling quite a bit. Yeah. Um, a lot of the centers, they're, they're on strings, which is nice. Uh, yep. So a lot of the centers in Manitoba um, are f- like half five pin, half, t- uh, they call it free falling 10 pin, which means they're not stringed. Okay. Um, but actually you're going to see in the next probably 10 years, um, a lot of centers are now going to string machines. Really? Um, so string machines are another new technology. I I hope that I never have to put them in, but- yeah but it's a very low maintenance, low cost, um, very effective way of bowling. Uh, Is it better? Lo- no, it's worse. Yeah. Um, but it'd be like, like if you go to planet pizza yeah. and you see the little game or, or you go to shields and they have the little bowling game where the pins are on strings, it's identical to that. Yeah. Um, so, so there's no motors there. there uh, there's not as many motors. Not as many, right, exactly. Okay. Um, and it's all based on sensors. Well, you know, to fix those, you have an iPad that tells you what's wrong. You click on a video, it shows you how to fix it. Yeah. Um, I have to have a mechanic 40 plus hours a week. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, the technology there is good, but it, it doesn't, they don't fall the same. They don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a string that comes into play. You're not getting uh, the real bowling. Feel. Cor- correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's great for, for going out for fun. Um, but the, the small towns that aren't going to, there again, buy brand new lanes they are going to put in these string machines, which then allow people to at least come bowling, have yeah. a birthday party. Okay. Um, but the league play thing is not really a big, a big thing yet with the string machines. So you mentioned mechanic and you, yep. you know, you wear a lot of different hats. You've probably done everything yeah. at the bowling Absolutely. alley. How do you balance, like, how do you balance all of that different stuff? Did you just learn it one at a yeah. time? And you're like, okay, right. now I know how to fix the lanes. Yeah. So uh, when I was in high school, um, 
in the summertime, I would work under my mechanic uh, just because there's not a lot going on. So right now we work, uh, you know, two people during the day, three, four people at night. Weekends are crazy. So we got, you know, seven employees that work on a Saturday. Well, come July um, or even, you know, May and June, depends on the weather in North Dakota, it is a uh, slower time of year. Okay. So how do we get hours? How am I going to get paid to not sit Stay here and there. do nothing? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I don't like being bored. Um, so my grandpa offered uh, to send me to mechanic school with my mechanic, um, which there again was like a one week, 40 hour thing in, in Minneapolis. Um, so I, I went to that and and learned how to fix machines. And then over the summer I would do, it's more um, preventive maintenance, okay. uh, greasing, cleaning, um, and fixing broken parts. Yeah. Uh, and we have a list of things we do every single summer. So I would work under him and do that. Uh, and then that just carries on to more knowledge, you know, knowing how to do more things around the business. Yeah. Uh, so there's a situation now that like we have a lane that's been broken for a few days. I can go now help my, I have a new mechanic. Um, I can go help him and, and have a little bit of knowledge, um, just enough to be dangerous, uh, that I can go help him out as well. So while I'm trying to drill a bowling ball, if I'm, if I'm free from the pro shop and there's nobody at the counter, yeah. I can go help this guy. Uh, that's my mechanic and, and help him work on machines as well. And is it mechanic? Like it's specifically like bowling alley specific Correct. mechanics. Yep. So, so the machines are all, uh, motor based and then they have like, they call it a chassis, which is like the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And, and if one thing is out of timing, just like a vehicle, yeah. uh, if a motor is out of timing or there's like little cam switches, if they're out of timing, it, it throws everything off. Okay. Um, and it's a nightmare and it's, it's, uh, very tedious, um, until you figure it out. Once you figure it out, you're like, wow, that's all that was the it's problem. Easy, yeah. But yeah, but it's, it's been a, um, a big learning curve. Uh, I had a mechanic for 22 years that retired last year, moved to Colorado. Yeah. Um, so we tried to download 22 years worth of knowledge into <laughs> mine and my new mechanics brain in about three months. And, yeah. uh, it's hard to do. Yeah. So you mentioned drilling a couple of times. What does that process look like? So, yeah. So, uh, so drilling bowling balls, um, some pro shops around the country, you could just walk in. They're going to look at your hand, put three holes in it, make it fit good enough. Yeah. Um, I'm all about the experience. So so when you walk into my pro shop, um, I want the experience to be amazing. I want you to walk in. I want you to feel comfortable. I'm probably going to make fun of your hand, uh, break the ice a little bit. Yep. Just to, I try to make people almost uncomfortable. Yeah. As I was say, you tell me I have the fattest yeah. finger. Oh, ever. I would tell, oh man, or I'm like, oh wow, your finger bananas to the right. That's cute. Yeah. You're like, are you, oh my gosh, yeah, bananas. <laughs> I'm an alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I try to make it an experience. Um, the pro shop isn't designed uh, in my eyes, because we are a family business, the pro shop isn't designed to make a bunch of money. Yeah, The pro shop is designed to get people to want to bowl and enjoy bowling. So like you said, you grab a house ball every single time you come bowling. Well, now all of a sudden you're going to, I want to curve a ball. So you walk into the pro shop, we sell you a ball, um, you know, ranging there again from 125 to $250. Yeah. Um, and now you can learn how to hook the ball. Yeah. Well, now you hook the ball. Now you're shooting scores from 120 or instead of 120, you're shooting 150, 170. And now you're like, now I need another Makes ball. Sense, yeah. yeah. And and now you're going to come bowling more and it's more fun and you can beat your friends. You start bringing more friends because um, you're crushing them, right? Yeah. You're, you're having fun. And that's, that's my job. Uh, and I, and then whether I'm at the front desk or in the pro shop, I try to make it an experience. Yeah. And that's my, one of my buddies, Alex Shaneborn. He, yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> Alex got, was hardcore. Oh for, gosh. He got really into bowling and yeah. I'm in a group chat with him and he would, he would bowl like 
every 18 day. games every day. single day. And, and I'm like, like, my fingers hurt. I'm like, you're yeah. kidding. Wow. I would imagine your fingers. He hurt. had to take like a month <laughs> off because his arm was so yep. sore or something yep. like he, that. Yeah. He like, like strained his forearm. Uh, I mean, he played hockey forever. Yeah. Right. And then, and then uh, the guy's a, a machine. He is in the best shape of anybody in there. Yeah. I mean, bowlers, uh, I always tell people I'm a bowler, not an athlete. Right. Yeah. But, but Alex is a, is a, a very fit person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, Oh, I just went to the gym for two and a half hours. And now I'm going to come bowling. And he bowls for two hours. He'll bowl 20 games. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden he's taping his fingers up. He's taping his arm up. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's killing me. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe take tomorrow off. He's like, yeah. not a chance. He, I, I don't know if he was like trying to be a professional bowler or what. I think at one point he sent a text message saying he's going to be in the PBA. Yeah. He, when he came in, he's like, uh, he goes, I'm going to tell you about myself. He goes, I am a, I'm a serious person. When I start something, oh, yeah. I'm committed. Yeah. So he bought uh, three, four, five bowling balls. Oh yeah, um, we were changing things up. I was helping him quite a bit. Uh, yeah, and and you know there again, that's that situation where where sure he could have came bowling with a house ball, but now he comes in the pro shop. We sell him a ball. Or actually, he started off with a couple other friends. Their dad had a bowling ball. Okay, so they're throwing his dad's bowling ball. Well, sure, that's fine. It doesn't fit. I tell him like, hey, if you get a ball that fits you, it's going to change everything. Yeah. Three, four, five balls later, you know, where he's renting he's like, lockers. You're right, Rory. Yeah, yeah, right. This is this is the best. Yeah. Um, and but he, you know, he's one of those guys that's a natural athlete. Um, but he figured out bowling fast. Yeah. Um, and and you know, when he first started, he was shooting one thirties, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, he's mad if he doesn't shoot two twenty. Yeah. Um, in three months' time, he he taught himself how to bowl. Watched YouTube. I helped him out a bunch. Another guy that works for us, Jeff, um, would go down and give him some pointers. You know, and. All of a sudden, he's on fire. Yeah, it's crazy. I it's so funny when it was like the most random thing. <laughs> we just got a text one day. He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting into bowling," and like sent us his bowling balls and everything. I'm like, "Hey, good for you." Yeah, but yeah, and then like months down the road, he's like, "Yeah, I tore my forearm." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good lord! So yeah, he survived hockey for all those yeah. years, and he hurts his arm playing. I know. Bowling. When bowling quit our men's league hockey team, he's like, "I'm a bowler now." <laughs> so uh, I want to pivot a little bit here into the family business side of things. But before we do that, we're going to hear from this week's sponsor, Midco. Whether you're looking for a good deal, more reliable internet, or a more forward-thinking tech partner for your business, Midco has you covered. They're making it easier than ever to make the switch to Midco. Sign up for services before December 31st, and you'll receive free professional installation. That's a $499 value. You can schedule installation at the time that's most convenient for you and your business. Plus, Midco's team of experts will not only set up your services, but set your team up for success by showing the ins and outs of your new connection. From gig speeds to VoIP phone services, get everything you need to help your business thrive. Visit midco.com slash business slash free install. This limited time offer is for new customers only. Okay, Rory. So let's hop into some questions about the family aspect of things. A lot of people, when they say, you know, don't go into business with family or business with family is great. It's yeah. two ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. What has your experience been like in the family business? Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, being in a family business where I, I watched my grandpa work. Um, my grandpa worked forever. My grandpa didn't retire. Uh, he just, he worked his whole life. Um, that meant a lot to me. Like on a Wednesday, he'd be like, Hey, don't worry about anything in back. I'll be taking a nap in the recliner and back. Um, and, and he's like, I'll be your mechanic tonight. Yeah. So don't have to come back here. So, uh, you know, he's 70 some years old and he's climbing into a machine to, you know, set up a 10 pin or, or fix a, a ball unstuck. Yeah. Um, and he worked forever and, and people are always ask him, now, Morris, why don't you retire? And he goes, what for? If you retire, yeah. you die, you know? And, and he goes, if I want to go to Arizona and golf for a month, yeah. I go to Arizona and golf for a month. Yeah. yeah. I go to want to go to Las Vegas, um, you know, go see the, the, uh, 
the rodeo in Vegas or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. The place will, will be here when I get back, but when I'm here, I'm working. That's, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's super awesome. And then uh, seeing that growing up, then, you know, same with my mom, my mom will probably work forever. Um, and, and, uh, we get along great. Um, she asked me for a lot of input. I asked her for a lot of input. Um, I always say that like, it'd be weird if she fired me because like, especially now it's Christmas <laughs> coming up. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the family aspect is hard because the bowling alley is what we know and that's all we know. Yeah. Um, so, so you go out for dinner and the dinner conversation is how was work today? Yep. Right. Or, or what are we going to do tomorrow? Or what have you talked to these people about doing things? And I'm always like, Oh, like we should talk about something else, but yeah. this is us. We are North Hill bowl and, and that's what we're going to be. Um, so yeah, it's been really great. Um, I could see where some people could have problems with it, but the nice part is we are such a balanced family in the, in the business. Yeah. Um, there's actually a travel agency on the South side that a lot of people don't know about. Um, my aunt runs that. Um, and then her husband would be my mom's brother-in-law. Who's the one that runs the lucky strike as a president of the company. Okay. Um, and then my mom is on the bowling alley side. So the nice part is like we all work together. So if there's, if there's an idea for the lounge, um, or I hear something because I'm 38, um, and my aunt and, or my uncle and my mom are older than I am. If I hear something about something that's happening around town or something that's new, um, I can bring it up to their attention. Like, Hey, my yeah. friends think they, you know, we were downtown and they did this. Maybe we should try that some Saturday night. Okay. Um, and they're, and they're, they're always listening. Um, and also I always have these stupid ideas that cost <laughs> a lot of money and they have to ground me, yeah. you know, um, they have to bring me back down to, to ground level and say, well, Hey, that's a great idea. But but spending $200,000 on this to make no money, or even if it's $1,000 or $500, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, they go, hey, you know, we've been doing this for since 1957. Like you, you just slow. Hold, yeah, hold, yeah, hold on. Hold yeah. on. Let's 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 ease into this um, or or let's test this theory or, or let's ask people. And um, the beauty of social media is, is you can survey people. Right. Um, and and. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that would have been a terrible idea. And we'd have lost our shorts on that deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, you know, having them in business for, you know, 50 years or whatever, um, like my mom being there for her whole life, she'll, she knows what works and what doesn't. Um, but she's not opposed to new technology. Trying new stuff. Yeah. So what would be your advice for people that are maybe thinking about going into a family business or starting a business with a family member? How, what are the best ways to make sure that runs smooth? I think like everything we do, we do as a team. So we are a team no matter what. Um, no different than like having a board of directors, right? Which we don't have that, but but we we have conversations about things and communication is key 100%. If we don't have communication, we're not going to run a f- successful business and and being open-minded and, and full of communication is, is what you need. Okay, cool. So then is it the same when you kind of, you know, the professional and personal relationship. How do you differentiate? Um, we don't. Yeah, I was just saying, like you <laughs> yeah, mentioned, yeah, it's, kinda... it's yeah, it's it's uh, you know, but it's there again. It's what we know. It's it's our it's been our lives forever. Um, you know, like I said, even when I had a when I had another job when I was working for Shields, I'm still working at the bowling alley. Yeah. Um, you know, for forever. Like it's it's just it's going to be in our family. Uh, so so it's it's not so much keeping them separate. Um, and I'm trying to get better at this, but but trying to separate life and work yeah. is incredibly hard. But, but now we have cell phones, we have Facebook, we have um, Instagram, you know, and, and people message me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, whether it's something that, that needs to be addressed right now, or if it's just somebody that doesn't sleep at night and I like to sleep, it, it's, 
you know, I go, oh, this guy's texting me at 10 a.m. Uh, my terrible move as a business person is I text them back at 5 a.m. If they text me past like 9.30, I get up extra early, send them a text back, hoping it wakes them up in the <laughs> yeah. morning. So maybe next time they'll think about their decision to text me about, yeah. you know, a loose finger grip in their bowling ball at 10.30 at night that I can do nothing about. Yeah. It's not um, like you're going to drive over there and be yeah, like, yeah, I got let, it Let for me you. come glue that for you. Yeah. But yeah, so so separating um, my family life and, and uh, work is incredibly hard. Um, but you know, I have a teenage daughter, I have a 14 year old daughter and we never really, uh, I mean, we hang out all the time. We travel a ton in the summer, but, but now she works for me. Right. Yeah. So now we hang out even more now, uh, than we ever have. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's awesome. Uh, bringing her to work with me. She's always on time. She never leaves early, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, because I'm bringing her and I'm taking her home. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, I, I would say it's not for everybody. I know some family businesses that have failed. Um, but I use like the Mueller's for a great example. Uh, yeah. Planet Pizza Sports on Tap is is 100% the you know the Mueller family is the face of the organization. Yeah. Um when you talk to Tony, he loves delivering pizzas. When I order a pizza from Planet Pizza, I don't expect Tony Mueller to deliver the pizza. Yeah. But if somebody needs to deliver a pizza, He'll do and they're short he's going to show up at your door. Yep. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's business, you know. Um and that's they they're a family too that that I I look at and I go, "Wow, you know, they made it work as well." And and I think we're doing the same. So pivoting a little bit into the Minot community then, how have you seen the support from the Minot community? Obviously, you started with the Chateau Lanes, yep. um, and now you have North Hill Bowl. Yep. Now it's just folks on North Hill Bowl. Yeah, so so the community, uh, you know, we wouldn't survive without the support of the community. We need people to want to come bowling. We need people to want to, you know, watch football on Sundays at the Lucky Strike Lounge. Um, but we support the community, uh, and they support us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, doing things like this, right? Um, shaking hands, kissing babies. Um, it's, it's what business is all about. You have to go out and you have to meet the people you have to, and they have to enjoy you and they have to enjoy what you do. Um, so, so the community would be, would be at a loss if you didn't have a bowling center, yeah. but if people aren't coming into your center and having fun, they're not going to come back. Um, but also, you know, we, we have kids leagues, we have adult leagues, we have special Olympics, we have open bowling Fridays and Saturdays. Um, so we try to accommodate everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing, you know, we talked about technology earlier, but, but like now that there's, there's ramps we can use for wheelchairs. There is, um, there's, there's tools we can use. There's bowling balls with handles in them. So if somebody doesn't, can't hold on to a bowling ball, they can throw a ball with a handle. Really? So we've adapted to even a broader spectrum of people, but, but you need to do that in order to advance and get people to come bowling. Um, and this computer, the computer, the community, uh, is, is has been fantastic. They, they enjoy our upgrades when we do like the new scoring and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. always reach out, tell us how much they like it. Uh, but then also, you know, we're not afraid to donate to everything in town as well. So, yeah. you know, we support them, they support us. Uh, it just, it's a, the, the city of mine, it's an amazing place. And I think when you're running a business, it's so important to be involved in the community and be, like you said, talking to people, shaking hands, kissing yep. babies. Because if you're not, then it's almost like you're just like banished from the society. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we want, you know, there again, we want everything to be positive. Obviously, with the Internet, things happen. People have a bad experience. They eat you alive on the Internet. Um, but but I, you know, I look at it and I go, well, like, what can we do to, to solve that issue or what can we make it better? And then when I reach out to these people, um, we've had some situations before where people uh, on, a, on a certain Facebook page will just they just they have nothing to do but but eat you alive. Yeah, I don't go on there and smash them back. I, yeah. I send them messages and I have a personal conversation with them. And then at the end of it, they thank me for reaching out to them. Right. Yeah. And that means something to them. So 
I go, well, how am I going to create better community? Well, there we go. Communication, no yeah. different than running a family business, right? Communicate, make, communication, communication, communication all the time. So we, we are a pretty open book. Um, and that that's a big deal with the community. And there again, it's just, we want to have people want to come bowling. You can't make them come bowling. It's not like a gas station or the grocery store yeah. or Walmart, Amazon, where people need things. They don't have to come up and, and spend a dime at North Hibble. Yeah. But if we make that experience awesome, they want to come back. Yeah. And I think transparency is what helps that a ton too. 100%. The people, the people know. So you talked about, you know, people don't need to come bowling. They don't need to go to the Lucky Strike. Right. They don't need to go to the Cheesesteak Factory. How are you guys, how are you getting people there? Like what is uh, the marketing yeah, like? So, so, so marketing, we do a lot of advertising. We do a lot of, um, you know, we try, we've been trying to do better. I have a 14 year old daughter that, that runs my Instagram page. Yep. Right. Um, and because she, she has all these people that she follows and she goes, well, Hey, they're doing this. They're doing this. So we, I have opened my eyes to, uh, I haven't quite got her on TikTok yet, but that's a kind of a sensitive <laughs> subject in my household. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, we use, um, promotions, we use, uh, you know, uh, the internet, yeah. it's, it's, it's the best thing for advertising, but we also, we still support radio. We still support TV. We still, um, you know, we, we still put ads in the newspaper, yeah. which is crazy to me. But, but when, when you have a clientele from the ages of, you know, two to a hundred, yeah. um, you need to touch all those bases because these hundred year old people are not on Instagram. Yeah. Um, they're not on Facebook. So, uh, we just, we, we try to, to upgrade all the time. We try to stay current with the times and, and we try to make it more fun. And, and like you said, more fun means more people, which means busier, busier times of the year. I know you mentioned birthday parties earlier. Yep. Was birthday parties always something that was a part of the business? So our, our birthday parties have changed, um, quite a bit over the last probably 10 years, but they've I always, think I have a pin. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pin uh, that's if you go, if you look for our reviews, we have a one-star reviewer. We did on, on Google because a birthday pin fell off a dresser and landed on a kid's foot. And they can't believe that we give out dangerous weapons to, to people for birthday parties. Fell off in their own home. Yeah. The kid was climbing on the dresser, <laughs> but yeah. So, so that's one thing, uh, uh, you know, the birthday parties are a huge thing for us because, you know, if you have 10 people that come bowling, one birthday child and nine extra kids, well, that might be the first time they've ever came bowling. Yeah. Uh, so, so now they come, they enjoy it. And then you hope that you have a future league bowler on your hands. Yeah. Um, but there again, the experience, they come, they enjoy it. Um, the birthday parties have changed a lot as far as what we give out. You know, now we give them like to go cups. We have, you get the, the pop towers, mm -hmm. um, the luck or the, the cheesesteak factory has great pizza. Yeah. Um, and that, that just opens people's eyes to more of the business. So that's a great marketing tool in itself, getting birthday parties in the door, which then brings nine extra families in the door that maybe have never been in there before. Cause is that the goal is, you know, getting league bowlers, people yeah. that just stay around. Yeah. You want league bowlers or you want people that just enjoy their time and that want to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and whether it's an open bowler, a league bowler, whether they stop in once a month and buy a soda on the way through, I treat everybody when they walk in the door, like they're the best customer in the world Yeah, because they are, because they're again, I'm not, these people are not required to come see us, but they do come see us. And, and that's a, that's a huge thing for our family is, is everybody that walks in the door is the best customer you'll ever have. That's fantastic advice. I want to ask you another piece of advice then for someone that's maybe just starting their entrepreneurial journey or they're going into their professional career, what would be some advice that you'd give these people? Uh, th that would be number one would be treat everybody like they're your best customer because you never are guaranteed another customer. Uh, so getting people to want to come see you or come do whatever you're trying to do is, is the ticket. Uh, once you have that uh, established, they're going to tell people that, that you're good at what you do. Um, we talked about this podcast earlier. I think this podcast is a great thing, but 
But if I don't go out and try to and tell somebody else, another business owner and tell them like, hey, I was on this podcast, you should go check it out, shoot, yeah. shoot them a message and get your word out there. Um, but then again, uh, another key factor would be the communication part. Um, communicate with your people, computer, communicate with your customers, your employees, the, the city of Minot, yeah. um, and and just they're going to be an open book uh, because because otherwise, if you're you're kind of hidden in the market, they're not going to find you. So that's two. I'm going to save those two pieces of advice, and we're going to count those towards Mount Rushmore, a business yeah. advice that we ask everybody at the end of the show. But before we get to that question, I want to know what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you started. Twenty two years been doing this. Yeah, um, man. Oh, man, that's a tough question. I wasn't gonna say the customer's always right, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, no, I just think that that you know, but treating people with respect is is something that I've always strived to do. Um, I will tell you, I worked for Shields for two years, um, and that two years working for Shields made me a better person as I am. I think every single person when they graduate high school should go work for Shields. Yeah. And and they they train people correctly, they teach people correctly, and they make people, better individuals. Uh, okay. and, and that little piece of my life changed everything for the future. Um, they, they, you know, taught me how to communicate with people. They taught me how to, how to sell things to people. They taught you how to manage, uh, you know, a certain shop. And without that information in my life, maybe things would have gone differently as I went forward. Okay. I like it. The communication aspect, because yeah, now that I think about it, everyone I run into at Shields, yeah, they're always great at communicating. A hundred percent. They're never pushy. You know, it's, right. it's always a good time. Yeah, they they have a they have a unique. It's a unique situation at Shields because a lot of them are, um, they're they're making an hourly rate, but they're also making commission. Yeah. So sure, they want to be a little pushy, but yeah, but if it's real easy to push somebody out the door as well. Oh yeah. Um. So you know. They, they teach you how not to do that. And it was, it was a big piece of my life working for, it was, like I said, it was just a small two year little sliver of my life, but it was one of the best two years of my life. And that's where the business experience come from. I think a lot of people think they need to just start a business right away, but working for other people or at different places is only going to help you when you do decide to make that. Yeah, absolutely. What are your future plans? Anything for the bowling alley, any upcoming uh, things so, that we can look forward to? Yeah. So we're, um, like I said, we just, we just did a scoring upgrade in July. Um, we finished it the week of the fair, uh, conveniently tried to not be, you know, pick the worst week of the year to, to, to do it. And that was the week of the fair because everybody's going to the fair. Yep. Um, but we're actually looking at some other, uh, fun technology. There's, uh, a, a couple companies out there that are running projectors okay. onto lanes um, so there's uh, a company called Crunchy Bowling. Um, and and when you throw the ball down or you go, go up to the lane, you scan a QR code and you can pick your background of your lane, whether it's oh. like an aquarium, balls on the lane, a billiards table, a, a, a lava pit, um, and then it's live ball tracking. So when you throw your ball, it looks like your ball is rolling through a lava pit. Uh, oh, okay. It moves all the balls around. Um, that's something we're looking at. Um, unfortunately, it's crazy expensive. Yep. Um, but, but you know, there again, technology is changing. Prices are coming down. Um, my grandpa was a firm believer. You never buy anything when it first comes out. Yeah. Um, give it two to three years. Let and the market. It, yeah. Let, well, that that and let, let them work out the kinks. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, new oiling machines. Are, we oil the lanes every single day the new oiling machines would come out and they'd be like, you need to buy this. And my grandpa's like, come back in two years. I'll yeah. buy it. You <laughs> know, um, work out the kinks. We don't want to, we don't want to have to have to, to work on this thing all the time. We want yeah. all the kinks worked out. Um, and that's kind of where we're at with this projector bowling. Um, 
it's it's fairly new. It's only about a year and a half, two years old. Okay. But now it's to the point where now like now we're communicating with the company. We're getting bids. We're getting making sure our building is to spec. Yeah. Um. But that's gonna be that'll be an exciting thing. That would um, be cool. Yeah. It's it's super cool. Uh. We've seen it at trade shows. Um. And like I said, it's just it's advancing all the time. And now that everything's cloud based or the internet based, you know, the upgrades are just hey, just hit upgrade and we'll upgrade your system. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's that. Um. You know, just now it's Christmas parties. Um, we're trying to do better um, now with the new scoring. We we now offer hourly bowling instead yeah. of um, just by the game or by the oh, two okay. hours. Um, trying to make it more feasible. That's another thing we're trying to work on. Is like I have a, I have a, a wife and two children, and for us to go out to eat, it's one hundred and twenty dollars, right? Oh, yeah. um, to go bowling, it would cost us forty, fifty, sixty dollars to go bowling. Well, how can we make that um, more efficient for families? Le- yeah. Less less cost, right? Because everything costs more money. How can we get it so it's not so expensive to go bowling? So now we've changed uh, kind of the dynamics of our sales to try to um, make it more cost effective for families in town. Cool. Well, that's awesome. It's good. It's good to hear those things are coming. I think the projector bowling is yeah, one of the coolest that's things. One, yeah, it, it, I'm, I, it's hoping, I'm hoping it all works out. Yeah, I, I need to get back up to the bowling alley soon. I tried to take my girlfriend on the first date to the bowling alley and she doesn't like bowling. She oh. said she's just so bad at it, doesn't like it. I'm like, I would I think don't. about getting another girlfriend. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, but, that's, uh, but that's why, but that's why we, we, the bowling is such a cool thing because, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to bash any other businesses in town, but, but bowling is one of those things where the whole family can come. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a hundred year old grandmother, she can come and she can hang out. She can have a drink. She can order food. She can, she's a part of the party or of the group just as much as everybody else that's bowling. Yeah. Um, and now with all these other tools, you know, we, like I said, we can get two to three year olds to bowl and I have a ball with a handle. So some lady can't, you know, an older lady can't hold on to a bowling ball because of arthritis. We give her a handle ball. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what we kind of we shoot for is we want everybody to be involved when they walk in the door. How does that handleball work? Is it it's something retractable? Like, so it's like inside of the ball. Yeah, it's like carrying a grocery bag, and then when you throw it, it the handle pulls out, spring loaded, yep. and when you throw it, it sucks the handle back in. Okay. Um, it's one hundred percent legal. It's it's pretty pretty awesome. Okay, I might have to next time I'm there. I might just, just have to ask Absolutely. to see it. I don't even know if I need to use it, but I yeah. just want to see the technology. That yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. So last question I got for you then, you gave me the two pieces of advice earlier. What are your uh, final two pieces, your Mount Rushmore of business advice? Yeah, I think that um, I think that just staying involved in the community, um, being a part of the community and supporting everything your community does. Uh, one thing that we've been, we, we hand out enough um, like coupons throughout the year to every organization, every school, every after prom party. Um, but, but we do that because you want, you want those people to come in. And there again, it's, it's all about the future for me. I, yeah. I look at, I look everything into the future. It doesn't matter what's happening today is, is are these people going to come back in the future? Are they having fun enough to come back? Um, and, and supporting things around town as far as coupons go, or as far as donating to the schools go is, um, you know, any group, church groups, everything like that we support, um, supporting the community then brings those people into your business. And a lot of people nowadays, and I think maybe it's a post COVID thing, but, but they support people that support them. Oh yeah. Um, and, and that's what we do. We support everybody. I scratch your back. You scratch mine. Exactly. That's the, that's, name, of, that's yeah. the name of the game. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and then number two is, is uh, one thing, like I said earlier about, about making things an experience. Um, I want everybody to have a good experience when they walk in, um, whether it's cracking jokes, whether it's just having fun, where, whether it's walking down to the lanes and, and making sure they're doing okay. Right. So when you walk down to a table, um, I could sure just sell you a lane, 
Yeah. And you can go down, you can bowl your two, three games, uh, you and your girlfriend that doesn't like to bowl. Um, but maybe I can come down and give her a tip, right? Yeah. Maybe she's bowling terrible. That's why she doesn't want to bowl. So I can come down and be like, hey, you should just try something one yeah. time. And if it works great, if not, you can hate me the rest of your life. <laughs> and, and, and now next time she comes, she'll remember that. Yeah. Um, and, and a good experience is the best experience. Yeah. Um, people don't go to Disney world because it's cheap. Yeah, they go to they Disney don't. world because it's Disney world and yeah. it's an experience. And, and my little 40 lane bowling center on top of Minots North Hill, I want that same feeling when they leave that they, they got everything they wanted to for the money that they spent. Um, whether, like I said, whether it's buying a soda or it's paying for a giant Christmas party, when people walk out that door, I want the experience to be the best experience they've ever had, which then hopefully then brings them back in the future. The experience is the name of the game. Rory, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. Where can, Absolutely. Where can people find you? Uh, so so the bowling alley, uh, we have uh, North Hill Bowl on Facebook and now on Instagram. Um, we're up to like a whopping 40 followers. So if you yeah. could go on our Instagram page, just North Hill Bowl, there we go. Uh, give us a like on there. Um, my daughter runs that page. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're right now we're just on Facebook, Instagram. We have our North is our website. Uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to get out there. We're yep. trying to get hip with technology. And if you want to go say hi to Rory, you can find him at the bowling alley every that, day of that the week. Guy, that I am guy. that guy at the bowling alley. Rory, thank you very much for coming on. The show. I appreciate the offer. That was episode 69 of the Minot business podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys next week for episode 70.